Hello and welcome to Warlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is my good friend, Brett. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing just fine. Uh, for those who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. My name's Brett, or uh, Ubiquitous42, uh, in a whole lot of places on the internet. Um, and uh, I am a, uh, my usual tagline is full-time game dev, full-time gamer. Uh, I have been working in the game industry uh, for video games for about 10 years, and I've been playing tabletop RPGs and miniatures games and board games and the whole slew of things for about 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for uh, those who follow all of my tag ends at the end of a show, you will know him as the host of the Board Game Dome, which I occasionally appear on. Yeah, that's right. Board Game Dome is a very fledgling project of mine, uh, but it started out of a desire of mine and my wife's to play more board games. And uh, so we try to stream. We don't have a, a set schedule yet. Still trying to figure that out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've been really happy to have you on uh, a couple times now, Alexa. So yep. More than a couple. Several. Several at this point, yes. And some of that is to play Marvel Crisis Protocol. Some of that is to play other stuff. Yeah, other Marvel games, usually, <laughs> which is kind of a funny, uh, dis- funny thing. Despite my kind of mediocrity to Marvel characters who aren't X-Men, there are a lot of good Marvel board games. There really are. Uh, they're using the property very well currently. They're getting good game developers. They're getting, you know, making sure that justice is done to the IP. There's so. like only one good DC board game. Yep, and it's that weird Batman one, in my experience. The Batman one that's really hard to get a hold of. I was not thinking that. I have heard middling things about that. Oh, really? I really enjoyed the deck building game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rebirth version of the deck building game is excellent. I've enjoyed it since Core Box, so. Okay, I haven't played that far back. I've only played the, the Rebirth box because I was hesitant of, for the first edition. I I bought in the first box because I did not know what a deck building game was. But look, ooh, DC Superhero. That was very early on in my board game career. Aha, that makes sense. And it's quite enjoyable. It's a little snowball-y, but they had it. Sure, most deck builders are, though. Yeah. That's a quality, not a flaw of the system. Right. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as you are not a traditional content creator for this uh, uh, this game. Would you mind if I asked you which character you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol that is not already in it? Sure. So there have been... Uh, my wish list has already gone really deep uh, in this game. They keep bringing out characters that I just love. A uh, Moon Knight is going to be who, who I'm so excited for. Mm-hmm. But if I was to reach deep, I would say Dr. Spectrum. Ooh. Yeah, so the Squadron Supreme is essentially the Marvel version of the Justice League um, yeah. that uh, that has appeared in several different incarnations at this point. Um, but uh, I've I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. If we're talking DC wise, Doctor Spectrum is his analog in the Squadron Supreme, or um, uh, what were they called before Squadron Supreme? Um, can't think of the name of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, those storylines are really fun. It's fun to be able to live out those dreams of who would win the Avengers or the Justice League with the serial numbers filed off of it. 
and because uh, it's and written we might by, actually get them. Yeah, because it's written by one of those actual companies. Right. It's a little biased. It is. It really is. But still, I think the stories are great. Um, I like I like what they're able to do with uh, Doctor Spectrum. I like what they're able to do with uh, the Supreme Power, uh, which was a Max imprint uh, comic from about mm, oh, going on fifteen years ago now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just a great read, highly recommend, and uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see if they can do the Squadron Supreme on on tabletop someday. Yeah, someday way down the line. Yeah, we've got a lot of characters to get there before now. Cough, cough, Fantastic Four. Uh, cough, cough, more mutants, as I'm about to put out an article of ten mutants that I want to see in this game. <laughs> Fair. Uh, surprise to no one, it's all women. Well, well, yeah, of course it is. It's me we're talking about. <laughs> I already put out a ten non-mutant characters I want to see come into this game, and like eight of them were women. Women? Uh, who are the non-women? Uh, uh, Yellow Jacket. Okay. Because I just want more Ant-Man characters. I I, I, like I do too. Changing uh, gimmick, and I think yep. there's some really good. Um, things to be pulled from that and then I need to actually reference my own mod- article because I am blinking on words because uh, I can tell you a bunch of the women uh, oh well yeah I mean I had to go for the hard question though because uh, like Typhoid Mary was on that list and Silver Sable was on that list okay yeah I see where you're going there let's be honest the spider foes could have had Black Cat but they chose not to they chose to keep it a boys' club. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Black Cat uh, almost establishing the term frenemies, uh, but maybe not as uh, as hardcore about it as Doc Ock or Goblin. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, and then Null. Null. God of the symbiotes. Oh, okay. I just think er- he he would be a really good next year. Dormammu size, Dormammu Sano style, big threat character that comes with an ultimate encounter and leads the faction of symbiotes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. For whatever reason, when you said that, my mind went to Zorn, so <laughs> went to a completely different direction. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, um, actually, uh, I- I'm going to throw in, can I throw in a couple honorable mentions oh, of characters? Oh, come on, I'd like I to love see? this conversation, so go for it. Okay. Uh, Longshot. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Longshot and Dazzler specifically. Isn't uh, it Longshot we're... and Shadowstar that are the ones dating? Uh, I believe so, yes. Then they should come but... with boyfriends in a box. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's even better. That's, uh, that's perfectly. It's even packaged up for resale. It's just like when Negasonic Teenage Warhead comes out, I want Yukiko to go be in the box. <laughs> Yes, of course, right? <laughs> Not going to happen, but I want it. Right, yeah. Again, we can wishlist things. All characters will be in the game eventually. Yes, give me my runaways now. <laughs> uh, my other honorable mentions are uh, my personal favorite Marvel series ever is Ecstatics. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Ecstatics from the 90s, so it would be great to see Dupe. Um, yeah. Dupe. Dupe is fantastic. He could be high threat. Uh, probably five or six. Um, mm-hmm. 
But uh, plenty of other great ecstatics characters uh, you could get. Uh, Zeitgeist, uh, obviously, leading mm-hmm. the team. Uh, plenty of good stuff to see there. So yeah, that'd be, uh, you know, if we're going to go mutant-wise, that's where I'd go. Yeah. But now, what character did you bring for us to talk about? Okay, so you already touched on how much you like the transform mechanic. So I thought I would bring a character that's seen a lot of success for me on the tabletop so far, Ant-Man. Uh-huh. So um, for those at home, Ant-Man is a character we have done before, but not in a long while, so why he's coming up again. Last time we did him in a Brotherhood show. We're going to try and do him somewhere different this time. Right, no brotherhood. I, I don't. Uh, I don't need a brotherhood shell to uh, have Antony ride me to victory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Ant Man Scott Lang, one of many Ant Mans, and probably one of the better humans out of the Ant Mans. Definitely one of the better humans. Actually, when this game was coming out, and we knew we were going to get Ant Man. Obviously, the MCU, they've gone with Scott Lang uh, and given Hank Pym uh, a supporting role. I really hoped, but I was really scared uh, about who Ant-Man was going to be in Marvel Crisis Protocol. And I'm glad they chose Scott, yeah. because wow, is Hank Pym, Pym problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I I do kind of want him to come into this game just so we can have a Ant-Man faction alongside... Yeah. Uh, statue, uh, statue, and uh, yep. ghost, and yellow jacket, and all of that stuff. That would be great. But uh, you know, even if we're not getting a whole faction, we've gotten, I think, two great characters. I prefer running Ant Man over Wasp, uh, because I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, um, I think specifically Ant Man has a little bit of combo strategy that has. Uh, been fun, if not game-winning for me in about my last uh, half-dozen games. Yeah. Ant-Man is really interesting. He gives a lot of mobility options. Um, he's affiliated in Avengers, so now he can play in Sam Spam. Uh, yes. Playing him in Sam has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that just for such a mobile character that has the surprise to, or that has the potential to surprise people with how hard he can hit, uh, I'd like to find other homes for him. Yeah, and he's also classically been a criminal syndicate piece. Yeah, uh, I missed a lot of the heyday of Criminal Syndicate when people were really piling onto it when uh, a lot of the core models released. Uh, so. Yeah, we could talk about uh, fitting him in, how he fits in there. Well, I'm kind of expressing where he is has already kind of defined places that right. he sits, because we're trying to find new homes. Well, of course. Uh, but are there any affiliations that jump out to you? Um, so, I think one of the weaknesses of Ant-Man is the fact that he is a purely physical puncher. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are seeing some characters on the fields that are, uh, you know, physical defense uh, is sometimes a problem if people mm-hmm. are running Carnage or running other things. So, my favorite affiliation, the Defenders, um, it would be nice to be able to bullet ant, uh, do a mystic bullet ant barrage every now and then. Oh, yeah. Why uh, am I not surprised you brought up Defenders? Let me put on my <laughs> surprise face. Uh, it might be that my only painted minis are Defenders <laughs> minis. Who, who would know? <laughs> Very fair. Might be I have no painted minis, so you cannot tell which is my favorite faction. <laughs> That's true. That's the real mind game. I want to bring up quickly Guardians of the Galaxy. They like to play wide. He plays wide. 
They also yep. have this fun thing where, where Ant-Man has a card specifically for him. He uh, does. Him and yeah. Wasp, uh, called Pim Particles. Yeah, uh, Pim Particles is a card that I really enjoy and have played a few times. Uh, not with Wasp, but I've played it with Ant-Man before to give him a little more utility on the board. I have seen some devastating work with, with uh, Wasp using it during a Mystique's turn. Really? Because if you it, it does not have to be doing Wasp or Ant-Man's activation, so you can do it during Mystique's turn. Right. And then they can't breathe for impact the throw. Oh, interesting. I did not think about that. That was told to me recently, and I'm just like, oh god, that is actually really cool. Huh. Okay, I think I have a new trick that I'm going to uh, to attempt sometime, if you can get me to play Brotherhood. You don't have to play Brotherhood, you just also have you have to splash Mystique and Sam Spam. That's, oh uh, yeah, that's not hard at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, already giving you ideas <laughs> yeah you are but yeah I, I think that, that Ant-Man does have his very well defined home finally uh, being Avengers affiliated since the very beginning now he actually has a leadership that works with him Yeah. <laughs> as since Steve's ability literally does nothing to Scott mm-hmm. um, but yeah um, I, but I to... would love to hear your thoughts on um, specifically Maybe some some of the more aggressive factions getting an Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Well, to finish off my thought from earlier, Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. They like to play wide, which he plays into, but also he has a specific card that doesn't always come up. That uh, and Guardians are exceptionally good at using Silver Bullet style cards in their list because if the the opportunity to use it as a Silver Bullet doesn't come up, you can turn it into Evils. And Ant-Man is actually fairly solid at using those rerolls because he has Bullet Ant Barrage and can get multiple rerolls or multiple uh, three attacks off in a single turn. Right. Oh, that's that's very cool. I didn't think about Guardians. I have never had much success piloting Guardians, but that's because I didn't have practice playing wide. And yeah. now that I've been playing some Sam Spam and it's given me a little bit of light into how to play wide... I would really love to to go back to Guardians and sort of rediscover some of their tricks and actually be on the piloting side of it rather than, you know, getting crushed by some of them from you. <laughs> yeah, I've done that once or twice. Not as bad as my Spider-Foes into you have been. No, no, that's true. That Spider-Foes left a mark. Yeah. I'm, I'm still permanently scared of Doc Ock. Uh, well, I've just fe- I recently got told the math for Doc Ock Doom Prophecy plays. <laughs> he averages 5.5 damage in attack. Okay. <laughs> that is that's a little much. Yeah, that's intense. Mm-hmm. Um I also want to bring up uh you mentioned defenders. I want to bring up inhumans. Okay. Uh MN doesn't spend a lot of power. No, he does not. And with a six-die builder, he can gain a lot of power. Yeah. So, having one power to spare to put off to another character is something that I don't mind. I'm not sold on it like other places, but it's something to think about. Well, especially because, you know, I do find, as someone who runs advanced R&D in almost every list I play, 
Uh, I do find that Ant-Man is my advanced R&D target most of the time, just because he will sit on 10 power without even really trying. Yeah. Uh, I also want to bring up Web Warriors. Okay, so Web Warriors I was thinking about a little bit uh, right before we uh, got on uh, got on our show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just played a Web Warriors game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, really my second time playing Web Warriors ever. And I was down Amazing Spider-Man because, you know, the state of the world. and Not uh, out our, yet, yeah. Right, not out yet, North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just U.S. But uh, I, I was playing against Black Order. Spoilers, the game didn't go very well for me. That's but, been Black Order recently. People have figured yeah, out Black Order and now it's scary. They really have. Uh, but the things that I liked were just Web Warriors' mobility, Web Warriors' ability to sort of sit there and defend themselves from light threats and chip damage mm-hmm. while just running circles around their opponent. And that's one thing that Ant-Man does fantastically as well. And two, you can get the affiliation ability where it allows you to re-roll your uh, failure results onto his small side where you get re-roll all. Yes. Yes, which is uh, great. As, you know, as long as he stays in range of an objective. Yeah. Which... I don't think he minds sitting on a secure. No, not particularly. <laughs> um, otherwise, those are the places that really jump out to me. Okay. Um, I guess he could fit as a spider foe. Uh, having, yeah. Having a six die attack that you can reroll one of your opponent's dice on for power is interesting, but not like game shaping i wouldn't call it synergy you know it's a nice to have but i wouldn't go out of my way for it yeah so do any of those places really jump out to you uh you know i'm really interested to see how you would sculpt guardians around a non-guardian because usually i see uh it's predominantly guardians so that you can uh play things like lovable misfits Mm -hmm. and and what have you. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested more there because I think wide list, you know, I really enjoy the Sam Spam wide list. So I'd like another option. Yeah. So let's let's immediately get Starlord in there then. Right. Uh, followed, I think, by both two-pointers. Okay. See, two-pointers are where I, I waver in Sam Spam because I think I'm just not an experienced enough player yet to put them where they need to be without them being just wasted threat on the table. I, I can understand that. The interesting space about the two Guardians uh, two-pointers, uh, just so everyone's aware, Gamora and Rocket Raccoon. If they uh, have... Nebula and Rocket yeah. Raccoon. Yes, thank you. Nebula and Rocket Raccoon. My brain farted there. <laughs> All good. Gamora's also in the affiliation, but she's a fourth threat. Right. Uh, but the Most same... dangerous woman in the galaxy, right? Yeah, she does some insane stuff if she actually gets an attack off. But it's both of them have very defined places on the table where they can affect the board. Um, Raka Raccoon sits on your back point and still has coverage towards the middle of the board. And can Coverage. Really... I, I, good pun, even if unintended. Yeah. Um, and you don't always have to pair him up with Groot. I think he's a very good solo. 
Yeah, I agree there. I know, I know my couple of times playing Guardian, being next to Groot for much of the game has uh, led to Groot being underutilized, and honestly, as kind of a uh, throw risk for Rocket. Yeah, I find that I have been separating my Groot and Rocket more often than not. Um, especially since Rocket has his automatic cover already, so he's getting at least one success on two defense dice. Right. Which is very solid. He still has a low health total, but he can he can swing above his weight class a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm usually impressed by the amount of damage he does, uh, and really it's just you need to protect the crap out of him, though. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is he is unique in the fact that he is size one. Well, not unique to uh, because we all has we also have Ant Man. Yeah, but Ant Man and Wasp both change into size one. They don't start out as size one on the board. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I think Rocky Raccoon is the only one inherently size one character so far in the game. Uh, that sounds right to me. I imagine that will change at some point. But that does mean he gets to hide behind cover that most other people cannot hide behind. Right, while still being able to draw line of sight to pretty much anyone. Yeah. Um, and then Nebula. Nebula is your aggro piece. You go after the extract holder. Right, and I'll also say that Nebula is your aggro piece. <laughs> I know you really enjoy Nebula plays. I, I do. I love that she's kind of becoming part of the meta. Um, as sword bases started to get more and more popular. Ah, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, because uh, even on even activation, she is a path that can force your opponent to miss an action, uh, an activation. Right. Um, and call it, causes really interesting game states. But she does. She puts out a surprising amount of damage. She does. I have been on the receiving end of that, and uh, I was shocked a two pointer could do so much work. Mm hmm. And so they actually have two very high damage two-pointers that make their go-wide list start at seven... Their affiliation starts at seven threat. Right. Yeah, and and across three characters, that's even then easier to insert some of your favorites into the squad. Yeah, really is. Um, With with Ant-Man, that's putting us up to ten. Uh... Which means, uh, do we want to talk about the power gem quickly? Ooh, sure. Because um, it does give us threat oscillation in a way where we can actually hit 14 at 5 wide. Right. Um, so I, I think power gem works for me very well. It gives us, uh, well, it's probably not the best 14 for sword base. It's a pretty solid 14 for senators. Interesting. And what is it that you're looking at when you're going to build a list for Senators versus uh, Sword Base? So, Sword Base, you want uh, some amount of disruption to get people off the points. Senators, you want raw aggro into whoever's holding the Senator. Okay. And then protection for whoever's holding the Senator. That makes sense. Um... Um, the thing that I like about, uh, the power gem on Star-Lord is, you know, then you get your full auto every turn. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, was one of my favorite bits of Guardians when, uh, the few times I've played them. hmm And he puts out a lot of very painful conditions with full auto. Yes. Yeah, I just had to look it back up to see what the list was, but bleed, shock, slow, and stun. Yeah, which, three of those, like, 
devastating, and a fourth one has become more mechanically relevant as time has gone on. One moment here, my cat has decided that uh, she wants to be a pain. Hello. Hello, cat. Do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> it sounds like she does. Well, yeah. the mic is not picking her up. Oh, okay, good. I'm actually thankful for that, because she's a very loud cat. Yeah, sorry, Umber. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, the condition list is sort of a, a greatest hits of conditions, uh, mm -hmm. you know, excluding things like judgment. And um, stagger. Stagger, right, obviously. Yeah, no, like, we're not no stagger, that'd any, be a little much. We're not throwing any, any heavy hitters in here, but we're doing a lot. Yeah. Now, there's a question for our three-pointers, because there are two three-point options we have in this list, which is Draft the Destroyer or Grit. Yeah, um, so since I'm personally a more defensive player a lot of the time, I do like Groot. Yeah. Uh, just from his ability to uh, completely negate chip damage. Just mm -hmm. healing through chip damage is, uh, I think, one of Groot's main strengths. But then, if they ignore him, he doesn't do much. He can get out loot. That's true. Um, and Groot is very good at picking up an early extract and sitting on it. Uh, that's what, last week, I did my three-box challenge match against Mozane, if I remember correctly, and uh, Groot survived Thor, Angela, Enchantress for two straight rounds, holding an extract. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's pretty huge then. Um, so between the two, I would say I've used Groot more than Drax, but uh, sell me on Drax. So Drax, one, hits like a Mack truck when your opponent, when you need it to. Um, he He's also fairly tanky. He, he is six health with flat damage reduction. Which... Oh, sure enough. Yeah, he can take it. Uh-huh. Um... He has a 5-die builder, but that 5-die builder, if they have bleed, gets two rerolls. Which is nothing I'm going to complain about. Um, no. And has a wild bleed trigger. Um, and then you have Titan Killer. Uh, which is, add one dice to this attack for every damage on this character. With a wild threat. That can hit up to size 4. Wow, size 4 on that throw is pretty fantastic. Only starts at 3 power or at uh, 3 damage, right? Three, uh, 3 dice. Yes. But you can no matter the cost that attack, deal 3 damage to him and suddenly have 6 dice attack. Oh. Plus okay. whatever damage you already had on him. Right. Yeah, I like that. Um also, he has a superpower throw that picks up size 3 or less. Hmm, that's not bad at all. And then you have his vengeance token. And this is where he gets dumb, because if a character attacks him, uh, he can put a vengeance token down, and then the next time he attacks him, he can pop the vengeance token for 3 additional attack dice. Wow. Okay, so three additional attack dice probably into one of those Titan Killers. Or into is... just a blade for eight dice double rerolls if they have bleed. Eight, eight dice two rerolls is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, he does have an issue where he can get controlled by a, a particularly controlly team. 
but that right is, since all of his attacks are ranged too yeah but that is an issue most of guardians have right right certainly uh certainly no different on groot yeah. <laughs> groot probably has it worse with the short move rather than the medium move right uh so he he is very much the character of one attack a turn but he can make that attack count Hmm. Yeah, you know what? Let's tr let's try out Drax because with as much um, you know, we've got our Star Lord and, and Rocket to be our range damage. Um, we we don't really have anyone fulfilling up close hitting except our Star Ant Man. Yeah. Um. So now we get. Uh, do we want to put more two pointers in this list? Hmm. What options would that open up for us? Um. So that means at. Let me do math. Um. So Star Lord, Groot. Uh, sorry, Star Lord, Drax, Rocket, Nebula, Ant Man. Is currently a thirteen point core, fourteen points if you take the power gem. Right. Which I'm I'm in favor of the power gem. Mm -hmm. So. You can take trade out the power gem for an additional two to go six wide at fifteen. Six wide at a fifteen point. Yeah. Ooh. So that sounds fun, but how do we know if we're not spreading ourselves too thin? Like, what? How bad off are we if our opponent is really able to pick a crisis that uh, restricts? that restricts us down to just a couple points on the board. Uh, we are out-activating them at the very least. It, that's it is true. certainly an issue, but that's the issue that all spam teams take up. And it's, it's more about having more bodies on the point than your opponent have actions to attack. Okay. That makes sense. Just give too many targets uh, <laughs> for them to be able to deal with. So, if we were to uh, flood with two-pointers, who are your other favorite two-pointers? Uh, well, we have the obvious answers of Toad and Okoye. Right. Um, um, Okoye um, on almost every roster I see these days. Yeah, she, is, she has very much been determined to be best in class for two-pointers. I think Toad is a much closer conversation to her than people suspect. Um, but I think Toad is the extract character and Okoye is the secure character. That makes sense. Um, to a lesser extent, we have Two Point Black Widow. Um, um, who I've gained an appreciation for in Sam Spam. Yeah. Um, I've had, uh, I literally had one game decided by her Counter-Strike. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so... Uh, that that felt very good. It was literally just one point of damage of counterattack damage I needed to do, and I got it. So, mm -hmm. um, of course, you know my my somewhat inexperienced opponent had just forgotten about the ability. Yeah. Um, but even when I when I said, "Oh well, you know, I, I'm gonna counter strike," he's like, "Oh well, no, that's that's unlikely," and I got the point of damage. Nice. Um, the other one to talk about that I would talk about is Bob. Bob, so I haven't actually ever put Bob on the table yet. Even I, in Sam. I really enjoy, He's very good in Sam. Uh, so everyone tells me. 
because uh, you can use excessive violence to trigger Sam's ability. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yes, of course, that makes sense to uh, get it on demand whenever you, yep. <laughs> whenever you would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we want Wong. I don't think Wong does anything for us. No, as as much as I love uh, the assistant to the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, I don't think he's appropriate for this list. So, is there one that jumps out to you? Um, for the two pointers, uh, I do know how to use a Koye. Um, I've used her successfully a couple times, but uh, I'd like to see what Toad can do because okay. one thing that I find unfortunate with using Ant Man so much is his inability to hold on to tokens. And so I think having Toad there to um, have, have a piece extract. that is yeah right um, can can sort of round out the team's weakness. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Now we just fill it up with three pointers. I think is the main thing. I think we may want one for just for numbers games, okay, just for point values. But I think most of the rest of it we want is threes. I'm currently reconstructing my list after a, an unfortunate uh, a symbol crash here. Oh. Well, I have it at Ant-Man, Star-Lord, Rocket, Nebula, Power Gem, Vax, and Toad. Yep, that sounds correct. Mm-hmm. Looks like it didn't miss anyone. Cool. So, uh, three pointers. Um, yeah. I will say that um, my other favorite, and who I almost thought we should talk about today... Uh, has been another companion of mine in Sam Spam, and that's War Machine. Interesting. Uh, I would have told you it's too soon to, too soon to talk about War Machine. Okay. I have about a two months moratorium from when they come out to when I'm willing to talk about them. That's completely fair. Um, but for me, War Machine has, outside of that one game that we played up at the game shop. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, outside of that game, War Machine has been my my man he has uh done some really good stuff um now does that involve possibly KOing myself in a game using empty the clip yes it does <laughs> good on but, him but good on him right like good job you rolled those four crits that's what we needed at the time <laughs> oh wow that's a lot of dice and also he is probably one of the he's one of the new best doom prophecy targets in the game Yes, and so that was actually one of my um, one of my other notes is that I've had a lot of success with Doom Prophecy on Ant Man. Yeah, he's um, very mobile to get to secondary targets, um, and he can protect himself after Doom Prophecy with stealth. Uh, suddenly, he's doing nine dice basic attacks and ten dice beams. Ten dice beams. Yep. Um, but, you know, for when times where Ant-Man isn't the solution, having it, if I want to bring that card along anyway, I would really like a second character on list that can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I was thinking War Machine. But, um, I don't know all the three-pointers like the back of my hand, so. Mm-hmm. Well, we have room for multiple three-pointers in this list. That's true. Um, so let's definitely get War Machine in there, because I, I think okay. I agree with you. Um, I want to bring up someone who's done... An insane amount of work for me recently, which is okay. Iron Fist. Oh yes, okay. I I don't even need to hear what he's done for you, but uh, I would still like to because he is also a favorite piece of mine. Uh, nearly getting one turn hope scores. If nearly getting 
one turn across the board herb scores. Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh, it was a move, uh, sorry, a, uh, a pickup herb, climbing gear, flying kick, move. <laughs> and if he didn't uh, get one shot by Cable that turn, the following turn he would have been at the herb. One shot by Oh, that sounds like unfortunate dice. Eh, it was Cable doing Cable. Uh, cable blind obsessioned him, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's rough then. But hey, you, you forced a response. Just look oh, at yeah. it that way. And he is very good on herbs. Um, he's another great choice on uh, 14 points. Uh, he's a great choice on uh, a sword base. And he can fit into our 14-point squad. Because um, we just yeah. do Power Gem Star-Lord, uh, uh, Nebula, Rocket, Iron Fist, Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like fun. So, yeah. So then for a last spot. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we uh, may have to have a 4.0 for just point values. Let me quickly look at the list breakdown to see if there's any point value where we get really awkward trying to fit Ant-Man in. Got some good 14s. We got some solid 15s. Um, we have some solid 16s uh, that have some really interesting setups. Because uh, at 16, we kind of have to go six wide. Right. Uh, but we get things like Star-Lord, Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, Drax, War Machine. I like it. I, I want to sit down and play that one right now. Uh, seven, uh, 17, we get Star-Lord, Power Gem, Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, Drax, Iron Fist. Ooh. 18, Star-Lord, Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, Drax, Toad, War Machine. Okay. 19, we get all three of our three-pointers in there with uh, Star-Lord, Ant-Man, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, Drax, War Machine, Iron Fist. And then 20, we just add in the Power Gem. But we right. literally only have one 20-point list. One 20-point list. That is... Yep. Um, so we could look at either bringing another three-pointer just to have options in our three-pointers, or we can look at bringing a four-pointer. Hmm... Are there any fours that are your your favorite these days? Uh, there are a lot of fours that I like. Um, I want to touch on an interesting four piece um, that may have usefulness in certain matchups. Uh, okay. One of the newer kids on the block, the Ancient One. Oh, you're going that direction before I did. That's surprising. Yeah, so tell me about the Ancient One. Uh, has Mystic. In right? a team that has no other Mystic. Big hole that we aren't filling right now. Um, has um, ways to get, to draw characters in. Because we do have a number of range 2 characters. Or range 1 characters. And has a right. way to bring them in. Um, and is surprisingly defensive. Yeah, I, I remember that Ancient One has the uh, has martial artists despite only having a two and a three defense, if I'm remembering that right. And two rerolls on defense and dodge. 
Right, from uh, the Eye of Agamotto, right? Yeah, Keeper of the Eye of Agamotto. Hmm. Oh, that's really tempting then. Mm-hmm. I-, I like that we get a good uh, a good mystic character uh, with some some fun attacks, if nothing else. A builder, a mystic builder with pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is if we want to go more threes, we could talk about Baron Mordo. Baron Mordo. Okay, I gotta find his card now. Um. Okay. He's another surprisingly tanky boy with six health. All mystic attacks, a little bit longer range. Um, but he also has that soul barb. Um, and we already have right. poison that we can poison and slow that we give out naturally from Mr. Star Lord. So being able to split yep. that, especially in condensed scenarios, is great. And also, ferocity of the Sekarak suddenly allows us to make eight dice attacks. Ooh. At the cost yeah, of Yeah, I like that. I like that. If we really want to uh, pump up some, some Ant-Man stuff, uh, let me see, is that... I'm, I just need to reread Ferocity of Satorak to see if that's for the attack or for the attack action. Just the attack. Just the attack, okay. So... We can't uh, can use make, it on the beam, but we can, can make one part, one attack from the beam, particularly good. But or make the uppercut really devastating, right? And and, oh, and get us really close to being able to have the power for a beam coming out of the uppercut, right? Ooh, yeah, I hadn't thought about Baron Mordo um, in a while, actually. Like, obviously, I I was looking at him more in the context of. Uh, some of the other newer characters that are coming out. I've but, been looking uh, at him in the context of spider foes. Oh, nasty. Okay. Because I give and, out and incinerate already. I was just going to say, yet another way to propagate incinerate. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so I think I'm almost sold on Mordo. And Mordo's only a three-pointer. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So we can fit him in all the way down at 14. 14, yeah. Um, one of my thoughts, uh, and this was, um, you know, I had not done the list math on this yet, but with the amount of bleed that we had, because I know how much you love the bleed condition, uh, uh, I was wondering if there was any room for other four-pointers that love bleed. <laughs> there is definitely room. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Blade. Yep. Uh, six health medium move is still pretty tanky, and the fact that he heals himself off of bleeds and is another is a a damageless way to give out bleed is very good. Um, it's I can definitely see it. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I didn't know if that was because it was a potentially good idea or because I really want to get the Midnight Suns to the table. <laughs> Why not both? And that's absolutely true. It, it's synergistic. It, again, gives us mystic attacks, which is something we were talking about. Um, right. Allows our Drax to get have higher cap on what he can do. Yep. Um, and he has some really interesting... Um, really interesting abilities in the context of Guardians. Um, right. 
specifically guardians is uh lovable misfits can sometimes give out stun if you roll a skull and he has that half blood physiology that allows him to perform a shake action for one power and no action which is fantastic Uh you can also use that to shake stagger without losing an action oh even better even better. Okay, so I think I'm I'm pretty sold on Blade, but does that still let us fit in Ant Man at low values? So it we, we wouldn't put in Blade. Yeah, we so. wouldn't put in Blade at low values. We still have the room for War Machine or Iron Fist at low values, but it means that like 15 instead of going super wide, we can go. Uh, let's pull it up on. Let's break down at 15. If I if I am doing my math correctly, we can do a list that is Star Lord, Power Gem, Ant Man, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, Blade. Yes, I would very much like to see that. Which is a pretty dang scary list. Or we can do no Power Gem, uh, Drax Blade, with one of the oh, two that's pointers. True. That's true. Okay, okay, yeah, I like a lot of the options that this is giving. Mm-hmm. Also, I uh, completely forgot in all of that conversation that also War Machine gives out bleed. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yep. So we really have that bleed synergy list going on. Yeah, bleed. What'd you call it? Bleed.list? Yes. We are missing one of the prime characters for bleed.list. Hella? Yeah, Hella. Right. But that's okay. Um,. I think we are getting in at least one of the Guardians of the Galaxy specific cards, and I think that has to be level of misfits. I agree. Um, I'm not. I don't know if we want Crew of the Milano or not. That's a card that I've been torn on. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure on it. I've had it do great things, uh, and then I've had it be a dead card that got winged. Which is finding their affiliation. Right. Uh, I do want to start up by setting up, I think we want to play Demons Downtown. Uh, okay. Okay, I can see it. We have a lot of characters that are very brawly. Yep. Ant-Man can do, if they if they leave their back point with just one person on it, we can Ant-Man back to the back. Ant-Man back there. Late and... activation. Yep. Um, it's... Uh, and it gives out a condition, uh, and it allows for those blade plays more evidently, and it, and with Crew of the Milano, you can do some really dastardly stuff with it. Oh, with, uh, just preventing... Oh, well, Crew of the Milano is played, um, so when is a, it played? It's an active. It is an active, okay. Um... But you can spend on Guardians of the Galaxy members to remove all special conditions and cannot suffer special conditions. Suffer them this round. Yeah. So you can use it your first activation to get rid of Incinerate on all of Get rid of the Incinerate from from Demons. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's let's go through those crises, though. Okay. Uh, Because I am, as I've told you in person many times before, I'm bad at selecting crises. mm -hmm. Crises. Um, 
I think another one that we want to talk about is because we like kind of clumped up, but not super clumped up. I think Demons Downtown is going to be the exception because we have fun plays on it. But I think we like kind of clumped up more than super clumped up. So I want to talk about Infinity Formula. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of good spenders on our team. Yep. It's a higher point value, which we don't mind. And it gives us a lot of play. And, and it gives us more power to play with. Um, and you can do the bleed side and the non-bleed side very easily. Absolutely, yeah. I, I uh, Infinity Formula is uh, one of my favorite. Has been one of my favorites for Sam. So I definitely understand how uh, mm-hmm. um, it translates. We are, we are just getting more out of that simply by having more people on the point than the opponent. Right. Um, and I think we like spread out to an extent. I, I am unsure about our final choice. Um, I don't think we want sword base, even though I think we have an okay 14. I don't think it's amazing. Um, and I think Terrigen is too clumped up for us. Yeah, I don't think Terrigen or Mayafisk really works for us. Um, I think our defense dice are all over the place enough that we don't want any of the pay-to-flips. Right. Which just leaves two for us to talk about, which are the two Ds. Extremist yep. and Cosmic Invasion. Indeed. And of those, I kind of prefer Cosmic Invasion. I would agree. Yep. Uh, one of the one of the nice things is that, hey, at least it's more of a, uh, a, more of a power gain, but yep. it is... Uh, it is only for the one character, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, now on to extracts. Uh, how do you feel about hammers? I love hammers. Yeah. Uh, I wish Ant Man could hold on to them, but uh, other than that, uh, War Machine with hammers has been uh, doing quite well for me. I can see that. Otherwise, thinking of it, I. Don't think we might. I don't think we necessarily want Montessi, even though I think it's solid. Um, just because Ant Man has that two energy defense and giving energy attacks to the opponent's team doesn't seem like the best yep. idea. Seems bad. Um, since we have Toad, I want to talk about Deadly Legacy Virus Cured. Oh. Now, do you mean just about playing it like your average crisis, or do you mean trying to go f- fly for the sun? Uh, you can play it like your average crisis, but then if there's ever two on Toad and you have the third one, he just walks over and steals it from whoever has the third one. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. But also, it's something that removes conditions. That's true. Um, so we don't necessarily want to play it in every matchup, but some matchups I think it will do solid. Okay. Yeah, um, I agree with that. That sounds good. I don't think we necessarily want a wa- super wide one. So may I suggest a more brawly one? And one that helps out War Machine once again. Which one are you thinking of? Mystical Wakandan Herb. Oh, bringing back the herbs. We don't. Ne- we have Toad, so we could technically make her place if we wanted to. But we could also uh, do it where we just put it on a war machine and give him the one extra dice on physical attack rules and That's... give him immunity to slow and stagger. That's true. 
It's a mm. one. Ha- it's a one person hammer. Yep. On physical attacks only, and we have we've already talked about how we have a number of physical attacks on this team. Backers. Right. Yeah, uh, Drax and War Machine. Neither one would mind having that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Okay. All right. So we've got our crises. Mm-hmm. So now let's go go back to those tactics cards. Uh, do we want right. pin particles? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fun card, and uh, you know, why not? Yeah. Gives us a, an additional spell, which is never going to be bad. And it's a really I, good spell, too. It's size three within size range three. Size three within three, yep. Well, it's more than that. It's Ant-Man or Wasp pays two, chooses another character within three. That character chooses a size three within three of them, and then throws it medium. You know, I think I've always missed that reading this card, that you're choosing another allied character to do the throw. Yeah. Um, what do we want our restricted cards to be? We've talked a little bit about Doom Prophecy. Well, we, I think Doom Prophecy has a lot of has three great targets in our list. Yeah. Um, so I think we'd be hard pressed not to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm willing to just consider that one in. Do we want um, all you've got alongside but, it? So. You're you're bringing me around to all you've got plays. Uh, there have been a couple of times that I've seen it not work out for you, but when it does, it turns the game around. Yeah. And I really think that, um, especially since um, we've got some of our targets that can end up just sitting on a lot of power, mm-hmm. all you've got is great. So let we want to go with that for a second. Uh... Yeah, let's do it. Cool. That leaves us three more tactics cards. Uh, do we want any other character-specific ones? Let's so, see. Uh, I know that people really enjoy Heroes for Hire. Um, yeah. Um, it was seeming like from our conversations we were focusing more on War Machine as a secondary three rather than Iron Fist, and right. Iron Fist was there for certain options, so I don't know how much we want to invest in him uh, on Scenario. And that's actually what I was going to bring up, was that, like... Bringing a card... Iron Fist is great, but I think bringing a card for him might be a little much. Though, I will say... Um, you can bring cards, unaffiliated cards that specify a character even if that character is not in your list, in your squad. Oh. Which means we could technically still pitch them to level... Uh, 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 to winging it. Yeah, winging it. But I don't think it's the best idea. Right. You, you don't want a card that you only... That that's its only use. Mm-hmm. Um, As well, we don't have... We don't have any cards to look at for Blade yet, so we can't speak to right. that. Yeah, unfortunately, no Blade cards. Hmm. So then, uh, what other character-specific cards are valid for us? Because we can't do... We can't do Daughter of the Thanos, and we can't do Deadly Duo, because we don't right. have their secondary character. Yep. So I think that may be it. Yeah, we don't have uh, Captain Marvel, so no uh, no Air Force. Nope. Hmm, yeah, I think that's it. So I want to bring up an interesting card that I really love specifically in Guardians, which is Battlelust. Battlelust? That's the one that lets you get effectively a... Um, oh, what is that ability that Sabretooth has? Uh, aggressive? No. You're no? thinking of Warpath. Oh, I am thinking of Warpath. 
Battle Lust is at the end of a move action made by an ally character, you may spend power equal to their size to play this card. The next attack made by this character, this activation adds dice equal to its size. Which, fun fact, if you transform Ant-Man in between paying the power and doing it, you do get two two extra <laughs> dice even though you only paid one power for Battle Lust. More importantly though, after this attack deals damage... Uh, after, if this attack deals damage, after the attack is solved, push the character away short. Oh. So it gives well, us... that is great. ...a little extra control. Yes, I agree. I, uh, I think that as much as we're going to need to, uh, you know, have more characters and being able to contest, pushing a five-pointer off of a point is going to be kind of critical to our strategy here. Mm -hmm. Especially if we wait till last activation do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are there any cards that jump out to you as things you want to talk about? Hmm. Um. Well, uh, again, since I didn't uh, like to play more, uh, more defensive, um, this is odd for me going in on Doomed Prophecy and all you've got. Mm -hmm. Um. But I, I like cards that that will continue to promote that aggressive style. But you've also pointed out the Guardians are really good at silver bullet cards. Uh, well, really good with them. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, let me see if... Um, hmm. There aren't any others that are really jumping out as something I absolutely need. But maybe something like... I'm even thinking, like, something to ward off bad dice wrist. Uh, so if we could get, uh, let's see, is Kunlun training uh, the one for attack rolls or defense rolls? Uh, okay, so Kunlun training is really interesting because you can play it either when you're attacking or defending, but it rerolls the attack rolls the attack dice. dice, right. Even if you're the defending player, you still reroll the attack dice. The attack dice, right. Um, so I'm thinking, I was thinking something like that because we, we do have multiple characters that end up power flooded. Yeah. That, that's perfectly fine by me. Okay. Um, there are two other cards I want to bring up. Uh, one a little bit more silver bulleted than the other. Uh, first off, Marked for Death. Okay. Uh, two characters within five of the same character both pay one. This round, that character loses and cannot gain stealth, becomes short... Its speed becomes short and cannot modify or reroll its defense dice. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Do you want to make and, Web Warriors cry? Right, and it's not like having, with our wide list, like having two characters within five uh, yeah. is going to be difficult. Um, and then the other one, which we've kind of talked about before, is no matter the cost. Yes. Uh, I think no matter the cost is completely worth it here. Cool. Then let's get that in as a eighth pick. All right. Um, so we uh, have. I think I missed one. Do uh, we? Did we end up taking crew of the Milano or not? Uh, do you want to, or do you want to? So. Okay. Then we have it in there. Okay. Yep. That's all right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for those of you at home, the full list is Ant Man, Star Lord, Rocket, Nebula, Power Gem, Drax, Toad, War Machine, Iron Fist, and Blade for our characters. For our tactics cards, it's Lovable Misfits, Crew of the Milano, Pim Particles, Dune Prophecy, All You've Got, 
Battle Lust, Kung Lung Training, and No Matter the Cost. For Secures, we have Demons Downtown has our come up and come due, Infinity Formula Goes Missing, Cosmic Invasion, Black Order Descends on Earth, and our extracts are Mutant. I- no, that is not what we said. We didn't say Senators. What did we say? No. We said Hammers. Yeah. They're right next to each other, and I clicked the wrong one. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Uh, for our extracts, we have Deadly Legacy Virus Cured, w- Mystical Wakandan Herb, Factor Fiction, and Fear Grip's World as Worthy Terrorized Cities. Cool. How do you feel about that list? Uh, I feel excited about it. I, um, you know, I've already got some experience playing wide, but this one has me really interested to see, especially what Star-Lord can do with it, uh, because I had not had the greatest view of Star-Lord for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to, to see this as a vehicle for Ant-Man. I think we've got a lot of support. Uh, we've obviously got the cards that let him hit really hard when he needs to, mm-hmm. but now we have the team to, you know, really play wide and, you know, put two people on each point and uh, get a little brawly. So yeah, um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, probably Discord <laughs> of a lot of places, but most easily on Twitter at uh, at Brett Motron, B-R-E-T-T-M-O-T-R-O-N. Fantastic. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm Lexa White on all the MCP Discords, GJIP on all the non-MCP Discords. Uh, if you want to see me uh, talk about TV, um, you can visit uh, ggip.tumblr.com if you want to support the show come out to patreon.com slash lexa white where you get a bonus podcast of me and friends talking about other tv in a very different style than what i do on my um on my tumblr um as well as getting to see the schedule of the show ahead of time and and the lists as soon as they are done being constructed um then if you want to see me on twitch i occasionally appear on uh, most Saturday and Sunday mornings on twitch.tv slash codeupgames. Uh, occasional random nights on twitch.tv slash theboardgamedome, along with Brett here. Yeah, and, uh, you know, next time on Board Game Dome, I think I'll try out this roster and see how it plays against something. Uh, we may have a Board Game Dome event before Blade comes out. Ooh, didn't think about that. Well, I've got plenty of proxy bases. Fair enough. Um, and then every other Monday, I am on twitch.tv slash thefuzzinator, teaching some friends how to play board games. Um, and then as I mentioned earlier in the show, if you go to acrossthebifrost.com, uh, about acrossthebifrostnexus, I think it's .com is the official thing. Yeah, acrossthebifrost.com, uh, you can check out the article series I'm doing on characters I want to see in MCP since... I've kind of vagued around it when other people are talking, but I really want to get some of my opinions out there for all the world to see. Surprise, surprise, it's more women in this game. (laughs) Well, they deserve it. Yeah. And it's me we're talking about. (laughs) You're not wrong. I am nothing if not on brand. (laughs) At least you're consistent. Uh Uh-huh. I think that is all of my shout-outs for this this week um sometime not long after this episode comes out we will have a new patreon episode on a bonus episode about me and a friend talking about scooby-doo mystery incorporated which will be a whole lot of fun 
arc. That is a very fun series. And at some point I am going to have Brett on the bonus podcast as well. Yeah, I love talking about things, so... Yeah, as, as is very evident from this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you were able to pin me down and shut me up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Of course, it's been a blast. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>